Scuderia F1, the podcast that's always up to speed with the latest Formula One news. Follow us on Twitter at Scuderia F1 Pod and subscribe to the show on iTunes and Stitcher. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Daly and Kevin Laramay. Good day, good night, and welcome to Scuderia F1, the podcast that is always up to speed with Formula One. I'm Kevin Laramay. Flying solo for a little qualifying recap after the 2019 Bahrain Grand Prix qualifying. It was interesting, fascinating. The Ferraris are back. Australia was just a little setback. And Ferrari got their 62nd front grid lockout to tie McLaren and Williams in uh, the record. So they tied the record for most amount of front grid row lockout with First and second, Charles Leclerc, the second youngest ever driver to get a pole position in Formula 1. 200 days older than Sebastian Vettel when Sebastian Vettel got his first pole uh, almost a decade ago. So congratulations to Charles Leclerc. Full measure, he deserved this pole. was fast all day long. It was uh, three-tenths of a second fastest than Vettel. In FP3 in the morning Saturday, uh, midday Bahrain time. And uh, of course, the qualifying happens in the evening. So is the race, like you can see behind me. It is uh, a very fascinating Grand Prix shaping up to be in front of us tomorrow. Can't wait to watch this Grand Prix. Let's take a look at the result of qualifying and talk. Uh, about Charles Leclerc's 127.866, a record, of course, Charles Leclerc uh, won, had a, a good good uh, FP2 run in 2017 at this Grand Prix, so uh, I'm not surprised by this pole position by Charles Leclerc, who is confirming his pace. From last Grand Prix in Australia, late in the race, he was putting pressure on Sebastian Vettel and was told by his team to, to, to just wait, to, to stay behind, don't, don't risk it, don't risk passing Vettel and taking out the cars or making him angry because uh, you're faster. But Charles Leclerc showed that he is fast and he was faster. That's Sebastian Vettel. Sebastian Vettel, 128-160. Second, very, very close to Lewis Hamilton. Third, Lewis Hamilton, 128-190. So, 0.3 hundredth of a second slower for Hamilton, which is very close uh, when you think about it. It is like not even a fraction of a fraction of a second. It is insane how close Hamilton and Vettel will be tomorrow. And if we go back to Friday in FP1 and FP2, we did see uh, the Mercs and Ferrari being very close. The Mercs are close in race setup, race pace, to Ferrari. At least they were in FP3. So that will be fascinating during the race. Charles Leclerc seems to be fast. Maybe Leclerc will just have a good start, take off, and never to be seen or heard from again during this race and win his first Grand Prix. That's a high probability prediction for tomorrow. But the second and third spot, those will be highly contested between Vettel and Hamilton, depending on Bottas' speed. We'll see. Let's go back. Uh, speaking of Bottas, fourth in this qualifying in Q1, 
128-256. So not too far away as well from Hamilton. Very close. And then Verstappen, fifth. He was not happy after the race. Christian Horner uh, was talking to Sky Sports, of course, during the qualifying, saying with the change of temperature that can happen in the race itself, uh, well, in the qualifying itself on the track with the floodlights and the places that don't have floodlights in between sunlight and no sun, there's a there's a very big gap and the window of performance from your soft tires being hot enough to be really quick to being cold to not giving you the performance and then being almost a hindrance to your qualifying lap is very, very small. He didn't want to share the detail, like the exact amount of degrees in Celsius between where the tires are hot enough to be good and performant and give you that difference to give you the confidence to go for your great lap or just a few degrees off and it's already a difference for the tires on the car. He didn't share how big that window is, but it's a few degrees. We're talking about like four degrees. And in a place like Bahrain that has a big fluctuation of temperature in a one-day period because of either the sun and the lack of moisture in the air at night, uh, the temperature, the heat basically escapes a bit more than other temperate climates. So this in Bahrain makes a a big difference. And we've uh, Christian Horner of Red Bull was talking about that. So Max Verstappen not happy with his fifth position. But what a performance again by Haas. Rich Energy Haas. Sixth, Kevin Magnussen. K-Mag, my man. 128.757. First of all, your mother had great taste naming you. My Kevin brethren. But Kevin Magnussen, 128.757. 0.891 away from pole. I like the fact that the top seven are in the same second and Grosjean's close by two, but K-Mag sits for Haas, confirming their good result from last Grand Prix. Carlos signs for McLaren. Very good performance. Seventh position on the grid for the Grand Prix tomorrow. 128-813, very close to sixth position. Great lap by Carlos Sainz with the Renault engine. He is the fastest Renault engine in this race. Uh, of course, Leclerc, Vettel, Ferrari with the Ferrari engine. Hamilton, Bottas with the Merck engine. Then Verstappen with the Honda engine. K-Mag with the Ferrari engine. Delara chassis. And Carlos Sainz, seventh with a McLaren chassis. And a Honda, uh, Honda, a Renault engine. So Carlos Sainz, the fastest of the Renault engine. Number eight, Romain Grosjean, 129.015. He is not in the same second, uh, than the second to eighth, of course. Leclerc, the only one in the 127th, by the way. But Romain Grosjean, 129.015. Not bad. Uh, got out qualified by K Mag, was still very fast in the top 10. If a good performance during the race, and especially if Grosjean can stay on track and stay in the race, if Grosjean can finish, both Haas's can probably finish in the point in the Baron Grand Prix in 2019, which would be an amazing beginning of the season for Haas, which do look like a, a favorite right now for the fourth position in the Constructors' Championship, better known as the best of the rest outside of the top three of Ferrari, Mercedes, and Red Bull. Now, 
ninth, Raikkonen. What a performance in the Alfa Romeo compared to his teammate, Tony Gio. 16th for Tony Gio. 16th for my man Tony. That's far away, very, very far away, and quite a difference of time. Almost a second, well, actually a little bit over a second between Raikkonen and Tony Gio, and that second is called experience, my friends. That second is called talent, and that second is called Kimi Raikkonen. 129.022 for Alfa Romeo. Lando Norris finishing the top 10. A great performance by the rookie as well for McLaren. Both McLaren at the top 10. And if it goes chalk, both McLaren gets into the points. And that would be quite an improvement from the last few years. 129.043 for Landon Norris. Now, uh, just missing Q1 by... Just a little second here. Sorry about that. Uh, missing Q1 by just a little second is Danny Ricardo, but he did outqualify his teammate. Alkenberg is one of the story of this qualifying. He missed out on, on Q2, was cut basically of in, after Q3. Let's take a look first at uh, the ones that did make it to Q2. So. Not making it to Q3, Kubica, Russell, Stroll, Hulkenberg, and Tony Gio. Those five drivers were eliminated after Q3, well, Q1. Didn't make it to Q2. So Kubica and Russell, bad. They're far away. They're over a 1.5 second off Lance Stroll in 18th. The quickest. Like, And both cars are in a similar time. So the difference, like Russell might be a bit faster than Kubiksa, but if both are extracting the biggest amount of potential out of the car, which seems to be the case because they're very, very, very close in the timing, which means they're last in the championship, the worst cars on the grid by 1.5 second, which is an eternity in Formula One. So Kubiksa and Russell, you're in for a long season, my friends. You're in for a long and hard and depressing season. Williams is now Minardi. Get that through your head, people. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Lance Stroll, 18th. Yeah, not a great lap. Uh, he was uh, caught with a lot of traffic on the race. And his sixth straight Grand Prix, not making it out of Q1. Uh, that's a bad performance again on the qualifying st- for, for Lance Stroll. But 
race-wise, he did really well last week, and he did really well over the last few races, race pace. So his race pace is there. Lance Stroll may be gunning for a 12th or 13th spot on Sunday, but uh, I don't think points are possible for the Montrealer Quebecer Canadian this weekend in Bahrain. Nico Hulkenberg, what a deception. What a big, big disappointment for Nico Hulkenberg and Renault. 17th in qualifying, did not make it out of Q1, wanting to gamble on the soft tires and saving a set here to uh, really try to go for it. Only made six laps during Q1. And at 130.034 for Hulkenberg. Tony Geo, 16th, doing his best, but uh, his best is not good enough. Raikkonen is really getting the best out of the car and qualifying another top 10 for Raikkonen, but Giovannisi, 16th. Danny Kvyat, 15th, uh, made it to Q2, but uh, that's all the car had uh, for Danny Kvyat. Yes, uh, we do see uh, maybe. A potential rivalry or because Albon was all faster than Kvyat but still didn't make it out of Q2 but never mind Kvyat 15th uh, Sergio Perez racing point in 14th position tomorrow for the race 129.756 for the Mexican Pierre Gasly with Red Bull 13th 13th now that is unacceptable people 13th, okay, the car might not, he'd struggle with the car, struggle with the suspension and the grips all along the weekend so far. He mentioned after qualifying, eh, they got a few things wrong and now they need to focus on race pace. But for Pierre Gasly, now that's the second straight qualifying with Red Bull that things go really wrong. You're with one of the top three teams in the field. One of the biggest budget, a team that won four consecutive world championship in the early part of this decade, and you qualify 13th when your teammate qualifies 5th, Pierre Gasly not performing like a Red Bull driver so far in 2019, and we have to call a spade a spade, being outshined by his counterpart, uh, Ferrari, Charles Leclerc, those two have a very similar path. Both coming in very young to a very top team. But Charles Leclerc handling it a bit better so far. Pierre Gasly, very disappointing qualifying for the second straight Grand Prix for Red Bull. And that is something to to remember and to be quite interested for tomorrow's race. Because if Gasly gets some good race pace tomorrow, then he might be able to overtake a few spots, make himself into the top 10 and to the points. To whose expense? To whose? Ex- uh, to whose uh, play- replacement? Is he going to be taking uh, Norris's spot, Grosjean? So uh, that will be a good thing to watch for. If Gasly gets gets it going and gets the right setup for the race, he might have to prove things. But then he's going to have to take over Albon. Albon, Alex Albon, twelve. Good performance for the Toro Rosso. Uh, not bad at all. One two nine five thirteen, very good. He held qualified his teammate by a few spots, so and almost half a second. So that's pretty good lap for Alex Albon with Toro Rosso in number twelve. And Danny Ricardo, that that was close though, a lot closer than last week. Almost made it to Q three. 
But Ricardo uh, got just outpipped at the line by Lando Norris. Ricardo finishing and then Norris uh, just a few seconds later beating his time and getting into the top 10 in Q1. But for Renault and Danny Ricardo, it's good signs. It's getting there. It's not bad. You were yes, you were beaten by McLaren, which has the same engine as you, but uh, that's it. It's not too bad. But Ricardo was close. He made a bit of the difference. If you look at his time versus Alkenberg, yes, there's other circumstances for Alkenberg. He 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 gambled and he lost, but still, uh, interesting aspect for tomorrow's race. So. That's what the Q1 looks like. Uh, the Q1, the qualifying looks like for tomorrow. It's very close between Hamilton and Vettel. That will be something to watch for tomorrow. The battle between Gasly and Toro Rosso in front of him. Gasly with Red Bull. Max Verstappen. Will he be able to sustain the pace and be close enough to the Mercs or the Ferraris? And one thing we need to think about for Ferrari. Leclerc is really fast and goes amazing. Vettel is going to be starting second again. 62nd front front row of the grid lockout for Ferrari. But the thing we need to think about is last week. They never really, last week, uh, two weeks ago, the last Grand Prix. They never really said what was wrong and why they were not that fast. They say, oh, it was maybe the, there was a cooling and it was maybe the, the front wing that was deflecting some air and it was going straight into the cooling, giving us a bit more difficulty cooling the engine and everything and we didn't get the right performance. Maybe it's that. So they were saying this hypothesis, but they might be hiding something else. They might not had it dialed up all the way up to its full potential in Australia, thinking maybe if we do so, we have reliability issues. And if this is what they were thinking, and they think because it was track-specific, because of the long straightaway, maybe that's why with the temperatures now going to Bahrain, maybe we can go dial it a bit higher and still think the car is going to be reliable. But that might be a question tomorrow during the race. Will Ferrari's car be reliable? Because if they didn't dial it down to be conservative like they did in Australia, because they knew there was something there. And is that something, was it addressed? Was was that what they meant when they said, oh yeah, we're good, we've addressed our issues heading into Bahrain? Is it is it that or could it be a reliability issue coming during the race if they're pushed? We'll see. And if Hamilton pushes Vettel, it might highlight a flaw of a car and that's what we're going to see it's still so early in the season we don't really know yet which car has which flaws to a point especially between the ferraris and the mercs and tomorrow if they fight each other on the track in the same second with the new drs that's uh very influential in the result now just because of the size of it uh, with the new rules for this year with the size of the back wing it's it's humongous, and so the, when the flap opens, there's a lot more air there, so there's a lot more gain of pure speed in that DRS, so DRS will be a lot more useful, and they added a third zone of DRS in the Bahrain Grand Prix, so if you look behind me in the video, you have the, the one DRS zone there, the one DRS zone straight behind me right here where my thumb is, and now you have the third one right up there, 
So boom, boom, boom with the corners in between, not with the DRS. So that is fascinating. And we'll see how it influences the race tomorrow. But if you're a driver, like if the, the top five cars might be all in a train together. And you might not want to be first during the last lap. It might be NASCAR style without the bumping, just using DRS. Last DRS zone, uh, you just get behind, aspiration, DRS, you move aside, boom, bye-bye, buddy. I'm taking the checkered flag. That could be very fascinating and very beautiful to watch. So that's going to happen tomorrow during the Bar and Grand Prix. Hope you enjoyed this recap of qualifying today. Let's take a look again at the qualifying results right here. You can follow me on social media at Kev Larme. Mark will be back for the regular full show at MarkJRDaily. Follow our Twitter feed at ScuderiaF1Pod and uh, hashtag BahrainGPSF1Live. And we will see each other very soon. But until we do so, I do wish you a great Formula One. Thanks for listening to the Scuderia F1 podcast. If you want to get the show notes for this episode, then head over to ScuderiaF1Pod.com. Want to get in touch with us? Then email us at ScuderiaF1Pod at gmail.com.